0: And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. How you doing, Heather? Yeah, we had some time off. Heather, I I, I, I did some change in here in the studio when we were gone. I, I I brought in a different uh, a different desk that I've always wanted in my studio and it was a pain moving it from the other part of the house that involved taking doors off hinges and that kind of stuff. But we did that and and I got myself a, a, a big boy office chair. I've been using this antique chair that I love forever because it's uncomfortable and that makes me not spend too much time sitting at the computer. But I've had a couple projects that require computer time, and so so I'm feeling I'm feeling like a whole new Jeff compared to to who I was last time we recorded with all the all the changes in the studio. Um, yeah,
1: well, you sound like a whole new Jeff
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but you know, when you're reminding us about starting new, I think we all need those sometimes really tangible things like a new chair or a new. Something Remind us that even as adults, we're not the same people as we were a few months ago. That our thoughts and ideas and are changing, um, our parenting skills are changing, but also those little people
0: boy, do they do a lot of changing in just a few months. So let's dig into that. I, I think we should, yeah, because you know, I talk to my my mother not as often as I should, um, but I mean, she still. Sometimes in conversations, she brings up something like, like, I didn't like a particular food when I was four, and she's surprised that I, <laughs> that I like it now. Um, we do get locked in with these models of what, what other people are like, and it's especially hard with young children who are changing on an on a hourly, if not daily basis, um, to, to not get so locked in on those kind of things and kind of evolve our thinking of them as they grow and develop.
1: They're little and maybe too little to go to school. Still, a lot of them are going to school-like programs. And summer gives that chance to really let them explore other parts of themselves and learn different parts of the world, even if it might be being bored sometimes or dragging along with you to some errand. It doesn't really matter what they're doing. They're changing and growing and getting these new experiences. So they are different kids. And I think that break... um, really helps, especially if the break is big enough, like a summer break is mm-hmm. big enough. That when they come back in the fall, when they come back, um, into a more regular routine or whatever that they're re entering, they're not the same kid as in the spring and, and it's sort of up to us to acknowledge that. That we maybe we notice they grew an inch or maybe we don't uh-huh. <laughs> until their, you know, pants are way up at their knees. But those are easier things to and I think they're easier to say, oh, got to go get some new clothes. They're growing. But sometimes we forget to see the growing on the inside. Um, and especially some of these labels that we as adults put on um, all kinds of people, but particularly the little people early on, like, oh, he's shy. Or, oh, you know, she doesn't eat vegetables or whatever the things are. And then we'll keep that open mind because shyness, um, it it doesn't help the kids when we think that way but it also
0: changes who you are in April is not who you are in September yeah i, I see this with uh, with grandbaby as uh, especially when we we've been doing those australian trips um, every year and we'll be gone for two months two months plus and, and come back and and Rowan just in you know 60 75 days is Almost a different person, more emotionally complex as so she gets older. Interested in this or that that she wasn't interested in when we left, and it it's 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 amazing. I mean, it, it's it's easy to see those changes in in infants and toddlers because I mean, it's it mo- a lot of that stuff is physical change, and that's that's a lot more noticeable. But when they're three, four, five, six years old, we don't notice the internal stuff as easily as we notice the external and so we miss out on it but but when you really tune in and look for it yeah. Yeah. we we, we in our own judgments can keep them boxed into
1: who they were even though we don't notice we're doing it and I think it's great that you brought up the grandparent angle because a lot of folks have some sort of relative who lives at a distance Mm -hmm. so they don't see the kids that often or maybe in your case you, you go on a trip and you come back but If you have good relationships with with those family members you don't see very often, they can provide some really good insights because they're the ones coming in and haven't seen them for five months or two months or however long it is. And they may pick up on something about the changing inside child that you never
0: noticed. So that could be really valuable. It's, It's fresh eyeballs. Fresh eyeballs, yes. Yeah. Back in our back in our center days, we had uh, our our licensor, his his whole thing was, I'm not coming in here to, to write you up for something. I'm coming here with fresh eyeballs because you're here every day and you get used to being here every day and then you don't always notice things that somebody coming in with fresh eyeballs might notice. And so I'm here to have fresh eyeballs. And I think we we as as parents and grandparents and caregivers need to to take on that fresh eyeball mindset. When we're looking at kids, even if even if we we saw them three days ago, um, because of that that growth and change that takes place in them. Yeah, and
1: um, this is sort of slightly related, but even it can be a matter of 30 minutes where the kid is pretty different. Oh, yeah. Not that they, they, they've matured that much in 30 minutes, but their mood changes so much. Sometimes I find adults, especially if they've gotten into some sort of um, struggle with the kids, the adults will just keep thinking about it and it weighs heavily on their hearts whereas the kid has moved on. So when you re-encounter that kid, you know, a few minutes later, it can be a completely different child that you're dealing with and to try to open up and say, okay, I'm not going to hang on to whatever we were just talking about. This is
0: this is who's in front of me right now. This is the person I need to interact with. Yeah, yeah I, I think in our adult relationships, we, we do this too. We have... Uh, Um, a a model in our head of what our sweetie pie is is like and and because we're all up and down on an emotional roller coaster all day long that that view that vision is 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 like with a three-year-old changing on a on a moment-by-moment basis and so being able to step back is, is a vital thing. Um, eh, she's not listening so I can talk about her. Uh, last night, Tasha went to sleep and, in and, in as far as I could tell, a, a very good mood and, and, and she woke up with storm clouds over her head. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure why. And, and, and she kind of changed what she had planned for the day because of that a little bit. And, um, but we've been together long enough that I can read that from the other side of the room and, and and make adjustments as necessary to, to give her the space she needs or the support she needs or whatever. But it's 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 a hard thing to do to read all of that sometimes.
1: Yeah. So it's it's sort of a, a dual thing. It's, it's suspending judgment of others, and it's also recognizing what's inside um, of the child and inside of ourselves. Because I think if we look back to how we may have, viewed kids or parented kids a few years ago, each individual person, um, it's going to be pretty different for many of us than than how our own views have changed. Maybe we've had different inputs. We've run into some kids that we hadn't met that kind of personality before, and now we have new insights. Uh So we're all changing. Of course, the the kids probably think that we're just big and old to start. We stay big and old. (laughs) But inside of us, we are also changing acknowledge that, that, okay, if I change that much from five years ago, how much more do I have to change in the future, just keeping that open mind about ourselves, too?
0: Well, that, that gets gets into a little bit uh, uh, Carol Dweck and growth mindset kind of thing, too, because um, I, I love people who are on those those personal journeys, and you see them... You haven't seen them for six months and you run into them and they're they're trying this new thing or they're they're looking at this new approach or they're 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 exercising more or whatever it is they're they're actively engaged in in their own development and growth even, even as adults. And then I know people who are locked in who are essentially doing things away from work and at work the same way they were doing them 15 or 20 years ago because they don't they don't they don't embrace that idea of of personal growth and development and and so I think if you're one of those people security is just more important to them Yeah yeah and, and I think, I don't know, am I, am I jumping to conclusions here, but I think for the people who kind of in, embrace that growth and change in their own life, it's a little bit easier to see it and deal with it um, with kids. And if you happen to be l- more locked in as an adult, it's harder to see it and deal with it with the kids in your life.
1: be bigger or wilder or who knows, but maybe they're more willing to question you. So some of these changes are always ones that we think, yay, yay. Um, but if we can keep that open view. Another thing I was thinking about as far as breaks is interesting, especially if you're raising um, kids who are you know, siblings or kids who are always play in the neighborhood. When you have a little gang of kids, they're always together. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really important to give them breaks from that. Um, for example, um, sometimes people will take one child and just do something special with that kid. Or this summer we had our older child go to camp. So suddenly the younger one who'd never been separated from the older's company and plays with him constantly
0: um, was on his own for oh. a while. How and how did so that go? Thought, oh, well, we were wondering, hmm, he's going
1: to be very demanding on our time because usually I'm just I just let them play. Uh-huh. And own thing and interact here and there, but it was um, it was amazing because without his brother's presence, he became a completely different person, more engaged in his own true interests and less trying to follow the big sibling. So there was a lot more um, maturity, a lot more um, following interests that he wanted to do, a lot more imaginative play of his own type, mm-hmm. um, and so it went.
0: It went fantastic that's awesome and, so and having a kid drooping around
1: the house we had a kid discovering his
0: own identity kind of discovering himself that's awesome and and the one that went to camp how did how did how long was he gone and how did he come back did he come you know, back a different a, kid um, yeah that's a 10-day camp and it was his first time basically uh-huh away for,
1: for, for that amount of time so he he came back having learned how to keep his track of his socks, and, you know, how often he could buy ice cream at the camp store, you know, all those basic things. Um, so he, he learned things too, but the break of, um, and he's 12, so some listeners may not have kids at that age, yeah. but one one thing he mentioned is I really enjoyed being in a place away from anybody who knew me, nobody from school, nobody from home, where I could just figure out who I really was.
0: Yeah. So
1: that is the point. You're getting away from all routines. You're getting new people, where you could try something that you'd never do at home or you'd never do in front of your schoolmates. So, learning all these little, taking these different kinds of breaks, um, whether it's going to a new place or having siblings not always be together, or just having the adult mindset be different. There's so many ways that we can encourage that new exploration and
0: accept it when they have changed. You you just popped something into my head that I I don't think I've thought about for a while. I I always loved the transition to a new school. Now I probably I loved it because it didn't happen very many times in my life. I went from elementary school to uh, middle school and from middle school to high school. Essentially, there is a a year in there in fourth grade where where I lived someplace else. So there's another transition there, but for me it, it, it wasn't a trepidation about this new thing and new people. It was I get to reinvent myself for this space because a, a very small percentage of the people here know the me that was at this other place. And and so I can kind of I can kind of take take this leap. And I, I, I remember even even going from sixth to seventh grade from elementary school to middle school, I remember over the summer, thinking about who who am I going to be when I go to this new place. So, mm-hmm. I, I I I don't know how, how cognizant three year olds are of that, but I think just the freshness of the space allows you to to stretch yeah, your wings a little bit. Yeah. Because every time you go to a new place, there are new people, and um,
1: it's often the judgments of other people that keep us locked or in check in
0: some way. Yeah.
1: Whether it's our parents. Remembering what kind of food you didn't like when you were (laughs) four, Um, or so on, or even parents calling kids, you know, little names that now they don't want to be called in public. There's so many ways that we kind of keep ourselves locked into a certain uh, time zone. And of course, as parents, it can be hard. Maybe you have a particularly uh, lovely time when your child was two, or when they were five, or a certain moment you just want to lock that time up and not have to move and change Mm -hmm. life about that movement and change, and so we
0: need to just keep on going, keep on walking, and, and keep our eyes open to all the possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Well, in in presentations I do about play I, and, and caregiving in general, one of the things I talk about is, you know, the whole idea that our job as the adult in the space is to be here and now in this moment with these little people, and our our brains are kind of wired to jump back and forth through time and so truly being present is is often really challenging but what you're what you're really talking about here in this episode is is a variation of of being present with the person you're in the room with not the person you were in the room with 20 minutes ago or 6 weeks ago and that is an ongoing challenge for us as as caregivers and parents and grandparents and just humans making their way through the world. Yeah, cuz we like to categorize. <laughs> yeah. We like
1: to assign a label and say that's what this person is and then it seems
0: simpler. Yeah, but we're we're wired to sort and classify and then when we have to unclassify and unsort and resort and reclassify, it can be a little bit overwhelming.
1: Yeah. So think of all the fresh starts in your life, whether it's seasons changing, whether it's back to school, whether it's visits with family you don't see very often. So where are those points where there's breaks and transitions? And, you know, a lot of times people lament, oh, transitions are so hard, they do better in a regular schedule and and so on. But oftentimes it's us, the adults, that feel more comfortable locked into some routine. And sometimes these breaks, they may be a little unsettling for the kid at first, but they can lead to such growth. And if we keep our eyes open, it can be such
0: growth on all sides. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Heather, yes, you've got a transition coming up, don't you? Is there a new book coming? I'm talking about the new book. We got a little bit of time here. Can you can you tease that a little bit because it's it's a little bit different than I mean from tell us can we do that or is it too early to talk about it?
1: Well, you're. Five years in the womb, into New York City to um, be out with publishers and editors and so on. So we just need people to cross their fingers um, because the the book right now is going out to see if anybody would like to publish it this week.
0: Well, wow. can you can you give yeah. us a tease about it, or is that stuff we're not talking about yet? Well, you do know it's children's fiction; it's for eight to twelve year olds. So that's a little and bit different than what we've seen from you in the past. kids have often been intrigued by the cover. Oh, it's okay. I I can go up that slide.
1: (laughs) Is this a mean lady? (laughs) Um, There's various kid comments to the cover. But, of course, once you explain it, they all get it completely. The kids do. Uh, So this is my first uh, book for children, and I hope that many of the families who've kind of grown up with it's okay ideas um, you know, first with all the preschool years, and then getting into the school years. If it's okay to go up the slide. I hope that they think, "Oh, I've got a kid who might need to read a good adventure story with a, a big fluffy dog in it and some kids and some um, suspenseful
0: moments. Will, will it all turn out okay?" Oh, I'm very excited to read it. Is is the uh, is the protagonist a renegade of any ki- type? I suppose I can't really write a book that doesn't have renegades in it. I, I well being being one yourself, it's I mean it would be like writing something you didn't know. So uh yeah. Um I can't wait to see it and, and, and best of luck with that and and again, you gotta be after going through that that whole process of writing it, you gotta be a different Heather after after the process, huh? Well, yes, I think writing any book turns you into a new- <laughs> at the very end, you're pulling your hair out and and wishing to never look at the manuscript again, and and then you put it to bed, and <laughs> you I'm get your bald. get your sanity back, and life goes on. Well, we'll we'll um we'll have updates in the future episodes about about how that falls along, and and I can't wait to hear about that. Anything else to wrap this one up, Heather? I think that's that's
1: all. Just value those breaks, keep your eyes open, and go be a new you as well as welcoming.
0: Can't can't beat that. Hey, this has been a Renegade Rules. We'll be back soon with another episode. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Schumacher. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh... Uh...